happy Friday. Well, I guess you can definitely call it a happy Friday now from Chicago. Welcome to the latest edition of Post 82 from the Throne Room Breakdown. I'm your relaxed, chilling host, Jason Jones, and the Kings ended their six-game losing streak, knocking off the Chicago Bulls 98-81 at the United Center. And let's go ahead and jump right into it. It's not really about the game. It's about the news that after people, you know, questions, speculation, where people kind of wondering, will Luke Walton make a change to his rotation and starting lineup, try to find some way to kind of juice up the Kings? Did that. Went that today by uh, sat Buddy Hill, benched him, and moved Bogdan Bogdanovich into the starting lineup. That's the first uh, major change in the starting lineup in a while. That was, I think it's maybe it's probably the first since Rashawn Holmes moved into the starting lineup earlier in the year that wasn't injury related and more so based on performance. Even though uh, Luke Walton says this decision was not a punishment to Buddy, it was more about their struggle. Kings are struggling, trying to find a way to win games, and they're looking for this maybe trying some different combinations. And I'm impressed with the way Buddy Hield responded tonight. Buddy had a team high twenty one points, seven to twelve shooting, five of nine on threes, also grabbed himself eight rebounds. So what does this mean? Let's go ahead and just jump right in there, and talk about that. Talking to Buddy after the game, it was clear that, you know, he took the so he he, he took the, the, the benching personally. He said even if it wasn't a personal attack. You can't help but to wonder, you know, did I let the team down? You know, what what's what's wrong to where I'm not starting now and amid, amid the struggles? And I think Buddy has a valid point. When the team was 12 and 14, no one was blaming him for them being 12 and 14. But now that the struggles have stretched out to now where the Kings at this as now are, they're now 16 and 29, still. Not nearly as good as you'd want to be, but yeah, sixteen and twenty-nine. It's kind of the question becomes, well, man, why is it now my fault? Even though no Luke Walton didn't say it was all Buddy's fault. I know a lot of people out there have said a lot of this is Buddy's fault, and I'm going to try to take two different approaches to talking about this. One, maybe how this is a good thing for the Kings. Just maybe let's examine that. Many of you know, I know I've tweeted it and written about it. Uh, King's former coach, Dave Yeager, you know, the coach that now a lot of fans consider the, the savior, the messiah, the man who should, never should have been fired. If you re- recall, Dave Yeager uh, was bringing Buddy off the bench during the 2017-18 uh, season. And then what happens is going into last season... Bogdanovich is coming off a surgery, knee surgery that cost him training camp and I believe the first 10 games of the season. During that time, remember the season before Buddy was starting, Buddy was in a miserable slump. Remember, a miserable slump. And Dave put him on the bench and Buddy started to kind of play much better with the bench. And Buddy would have stayed on the bench, you know, if not for Bogey's injury to start last season. And that got Buddy back in the starting lineup. And from there... Buddy took off, career high, you know, scoring, shooting, everything. Buddy had a great year. So that's what got Buddy back into the starting lineup. So, you know, the team played well last year. Things were rolling. And even going to this season, 
But he played his best ball of the season when, oddly enough, when De'Aaron Fox wasn't with him and he was playing with Corey Joseph. There's a, a philosophy or a train of thought out there that Buddy Hill is best as a six-man because you bring him off the bench and just tell him, shoot, 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 attack, 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 attack. Just go, just go, just go. There's, an, there's a belief that if you do that with Buddy, perhaps your team is better for it. And I'll add to that, like I said, uh, Buddy played his best ball this season. He was playing with Corey Joseph. It's oddly enough, you would think that the team and Buddy's success would be much better while playing with De'Aaron. But no, the Kings had their best stretch of the season when Corey Joseph was starting. The team's only won now uh, four games since De'Aaron returned to the lineup. So remember, think about that. So they, Corey Joseph actually, I believe, has more wins as a starter. I believe that I have to look it up. I should, let me just walk that back. I got to walk that back. But still, Corey's had a significant impact as the starter in terms of wins, and Buddy played well with him. So to me, it was, it was a little a bit of a good look for the uh, Kings when you had Buddy and Corey together. So this might have been the most controlled, the most uh, efficient I've seen Buddy look in all areas over an entire game in quite some time. You add some spark to your uh, bench. You get a combination that you know worked together with Corey and, and uh, Buddy. And maybe that kind of gives you a little bit of, of juice, a little spark going forward. Tonight in the third quarter, Kings had a, had a nice little halftime lead. You come out of halftime. Kings are up by 10, 54-44. And then Zach Levine go, uh, goes on a 10-2 run all by himself. So that Walton has to go to Corey. Buddy and Harry Giles, who I'll get to later. You know, he goes to all, he has to go to those guys to kind of settle things down. So maybe, just maybe, this could be a good thing for Buddy and the team. And secondly, by starting Bogdanovich, you put a guy in the starting lineup who was a ball mover. You know, when he's at his best, he's a ball mover. And he can play, contribute without necessarily having the score. So maybe this is that can be a positive as well for the Kings, just because you can have him out there kind of help facilitate with De'Aaron and then give De'Aaron more chances to attack without worrying about the uh, burden or the responsibility of running the offense. So that's one way to look at it. You know, but the other way to look at it is that is this, if you want to take you know, the con of it. Buddy did set a, you know, did make 278 threes last season. He was, uh, I, believe, you know, I believe he was in the top five or so in uh, most improved player. De'Aaron was a lot was higher than him, but you know, uh, but he did that, and you just you just paid Buddy four years in an extension, four years, eighty six million, and Sinem's could push it up to over a hundred to uh, hundred and six million. That's an awful lot of money for your six man. So, on the negative side. To me, that's a big that, that's a big deal. You got a lot of money committed to Buddy Hill. You're paying him like a starter, and you probably want to get starters money, not money, excuse me, starters minutes and starter production. And are you going to get that in this role from Buddy? That's a big question. You know, one night it worked out well. You know, the Bulls aren't a very good team right now. They don't have Lori Markinen, Wendell Carter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. So they got a, you know, they're pretty much, their front line is, is, is gone. 
So you're going against, you know, you got Chris Dunn playing forward along with Thaddeus Young. I mean, you remember, remember a couple of years ago, Chris Dunn was a point guard that the Kings would have probably loved to have drafted, but I digress. But you got Dunn, Young, and Luke Cornett at center. Not exactly the squad that the Kings, you know, you know, probably Chicago would have loved, would have planned on running out, but still, it, you know, the Kings are still able to knock them off. Go ahead and get this win, but I'm sorry. Uh, it's been a long time. I'm kind of rambling right now, but back to the fact that you're still paying Buddy like a starter. And at some point, you have to believe that you have to get him back in the starting lineup. But they won tonight. There's real, I, I would so it wouldn't surprise me if going into Minnesota that game, you know, for that game. If the Luke elects to again keep Buddy on the bench and we'll go from there, so that's really all I got on that whole situation. I mean, Buddy isn't happy to be coming off the bench, but Buddy's still gonna play hard. He's still gonna be engaged when he's on the court, but don't be fooled. Don't think Buddy's like, yay, this is a great thing. Buddy even said he, you know, it makes you feel like you let the team down. He kind of wondered, you know, you know, what happened. They don't believe in me anymore. So, that was something to monitor. The first major shakeup to the to the lineup, and Marvin Bagley didn't play in this game with his sore foot. Still no Rashawn Holmes. So you got, you know, one. Starter, maybe two, depending on how you use Marvin, still yet to come back. So to me, this lineup is going to take a, going to look a whole lot different. Maybe even, in, maybe even in Minnesota in a couple of days, maybe in a couple of weeks. And before I get out of here, just want to uh, point out that Harry Giles had an excellent game, especially defensively. He had maybe the block of the season, or one of them. A young man by the name of uh, Shaquille Harrison. Thought it'd be a good idea to try to go dunk on Harry, on Harry and Harry. He's after the game that wasn't even his man, his responsibility, but he saw what was happening. He went up there, met the man at the rim on a dunk, blocked it. You know, guy falls down. It was a beautiful play. I'm pretty sure you know you'll find the replay of it somewhere. But Harry's play to me, along with Corey and Buddy, made that second unit different. And what Luke said was that if Harry is going to defend that way, he's going to keep playing and playing him a lot. Harry played a total of uh, 20, he played 22 minutes tonight. And if you can continue to get that from Harry, you got a big, good, you no know, building block to the future. Wait, hold up. They didn't pick, the Kings didn't pick up his option. So, maybe you don't have a block for the future with him, but still... I think it's a, a uh, Harry had a great game, and if he can, if he plays defense the way he did, you know, he blocked a couple of shots. Uh, he actually even finished. Get this, twenty-two minutes. He only scored two points. They only had wow. It seemed like well, he only had two rebounds, but he had six um, six assists. That's impressive. You know, only De'Aaron had more. He had seven. So. Look for more Harry Giles in the uh, short term. Long, you know, we'll see what happens with the long term. But, you know, Friday night, the Kings win 98-81. Buddy 
No, I won't. I, begrudgingly, maybe. Well, I guess I'm going to say begrudgingly. Buddy was not happy coming off the bench. But, you know, Buddy comes off the bench, leads the way. I, said there's, I can see the pros of Buddy coming off the bench. I can see the cons of Buddy coming off the bench. But at least for one night, it's what the Kings did. So, you know where to find me, Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram, Mr. underscore Jason Jones on Twitter. Uh, we also have a uh, latest edition of Throne Room Breakdown up with myself and Kenny Carraway uh, discussing the angst, the anger of Kings fans out there. And we'll be back on Tuesday with a new edition, so we'll be on the lookout for that. You all be good. Enjoy your weekend. That's all I really got, y'all. So take care, and I will catch up with you later, and I'm out.